0: Hey there, this is Alana Terry. Welcome. Hope things are going well for you today. I want to chat about some of the marketing myths that I most regularly see tripping authors like us up. This definitely isn't an exhaustive list, but hopefully you'll be able to identify maybe one or two of these kind of hangups that you've got, or at the very least, be thinking about what your own unique hangups are. That's the fun thing about being an individual. Our hangups are all going to be different. But like I said, these are some of the most common myths about marketing that I see the authors that I work with getting the most stuck on. One of them is that you've got to be good at math. Now, obviously, we're all authors. And from kind of like the day you start in public school, there sort of is this spoken or unspoken rule that some people are good at math and science and some people are good at writing and, you know, and the humanities. And so if we've kind of been pigeonholed as, oh, you're good at writing, but you're bad at math, and we've really learned to kind of adopt that belief, then what can happen is when we start to look at marketing, maybe you're looking at your ads and the dashboards and nothing but numbers and percentages, or you're taking a course on ads and it's talking about, you know, formulas to calculate your read-through and your ROI, that can be intimidating. If you're at that spot where you're super intimidated by the math, One of the most helpful resources that I've seen is Chris Fox's book. I think it's called something like really basic, like ads for authors who hate math. And he makes it really, really simple and basic. The bottom line, if you want the TLDR version of the book, is make sure that in a given month, you are spending less on ads for a series than you are making back from a series. Not everybody needs to dig as deep into the data as some authors do and so don't get hung up you don't have to be the kind of author who gets really really into the numbers you can remain the author who looks at kind of the bird's eye view of am i spending more or less than what i'm bringing in Another myth about marketing is that it's going to take tons of time and that that time is going to necessarily cannibalize your writing time. And I've, I kind of have a couple ways to argue against that. First of all, most of us can't spend all of our waking hours on just writing. Anyway, so whether you've got 10 hours a week that you work as an author or 80 hours a week that you work as an author, most of us don't feel 100% of that time with first draft writing. It just is a little bit too intense for most of our brains to do that sustainably for years and years. So in that case, the marketing can be something that's really useful to fit in between your writing when you're stuck on a plot point and need a break or when you're written out for the day or you're waiting on edits from your manuscript and, and you're it's gonna take a couple weeks before you get those back. You can definitely fit it into the pockets of your time. And the other thing I wanna encourage you to remember is that by marketing, you're actually in the end going to buy yourself more time. So the way that works is, you learn the marketing, you hopefully find ads that are profitable, therefore you start making more money, therefore you end up with more time by being able to hire out help, quit the day job, all of these things that can in the end give you even more time. A huge hang up that authors have about marketing is that if you get really into the marketing, then that means that you have become a creative sellout. There's this idea that pure art is either means that you need to stay impoverished and only pursue art for art's sake, or the the kind of more contemporary version of that is if you write a really, really, really good book, people are just going to find it anyway, and you're never going to need to market because your book is just that good. And both of those are myths. There are definitely stories where that's the case. There are stories of artists who make amazing art, And live in poverty there are stories of authors who write one book and it's amazing and it somehow gets like every single lucky break because the right people talk about it but for every one of those stories there's hundreds or thousands of stories who of authors who write really really good books market those books and because those books are so good their ads do really really well and they end up a commercial success and so it's time for us to divorce this kind of dichotomy between being a commercial success and being an artistic success and realize that there are many authors who are achieving both with grace and ease and without feeling like they're selling their creative soul to do so. Another marketing hang up is like if I start marketing in one area, I'm going to need to learn all the things. If I start to learn Amazon ads, that means I'm also going to need to learn Facebook ads and YouTube ads and Google ads and book ads and any other ads that might get added, right? Pinterest and all of this. It's the same thing with marketing on social media. It's okay. Well, if I have an Instagram account, then I also need to be really active on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and YouTube and all the places. It's kind of... Some of us have this like all or nothing mentality. So it's like, well, if I'm going to do this, if I want to increase my social media reach, that means I need to learn six new platforms. No, that's not the case. Same with the ads. I always encourage authors, start with one social media platform, learn it, get it optimized. And then you can decide either, okay, this is good enough and I don't need to do anything else. Or, okay, now I've got this under control. Now I can pursue something else. That's why I'm still not on Instagram because Facebook... And Facebook ads are still working well enough, right? Um, Same with ads dashboards. Start with one dashboard, get really, really good and comfortable with that one. And then you get to decide, is that the only one you want to do? Or now that you're familiar with it, do you want to add on? I started with Amazon ads because they were a little less intimidating because I didn't need to make a graphic. That gave me the confidence and motivation and cash flow to learn Facebook ads, right? So start with one thing at a time. You don't have to do all the things all at once. You also don't have to take all the classes, right? That's another thing. A lot of authors kind of collect courses, not because they're going to take them all, but because they feel like there's one magic person who has the one magic answer, who's going to wave their one magic wand and your life is going to be changed. And yeah, sometimes that does happen. And like, as a teacher, that's amazing. When like that kind of students in your class, and they have the biggest breakthrough and aha. And six months later, they're making 10 times what they were, that's exciting. But That It doesn't mean that that you need to go out and take everybody's trainings because sometimes you'll even hear contradictory stuff. So my recommendation, if you're kind of getting on course overwhelm or expert overwhelm, a really good solution to that is A, remind yourself you don't need to take every single class that you bought and B, pick one expert that you really resonate with. You resonate with their teaching style. You resonate with their marketing strategy. You trust them to get you to where you need to go and focus on what they have to tell you as opposed to, okay, I mean, I want to learn Facebook ads. So I'm going to buy these 10 courses on Facebook ads and pick and choose. Because like I said, when you're at the beginning, a lot of different people are going to tell you a lot of different contradictory things. and that's gonna make it really confusing. So pick one expert. You'll know if that expert is not the right fit for you. And then you just go and look for someone else. And sometimes you outgrow an expert and that's okay too. You might start in my classes and find that they're so helpful and so amazing. And then two years later, you find somebody else who's gonna get you you to a level even beyond that. So pick somebody who resonates with you and follow their advice and let them get you to that next level and then you get to choose do you want to stay studying only with them or do you want to branch out and just remember yeah just because you purchased a course doesn't mean you need to finish it if it's not working for you if the teaching style doesn't resonate with you or so on and lastly i want to just encourage you by letting you know marketing can be fun it can be a creative expression in and of itself, making the graphics, writing the copy, these are all things that use our artistic abilities. And so instead of thinking of marketing as this very, very cut and dry, this is only for business people who would be happier working on Wall Street than writing novels or things like that, think of it as another way to be creatively expressive. A way to relax, not everybody's going to agree with me on that, but I find them very relaxing. So if I'm written out for the day or I'm stressed out because of family stuff or whatever, I can put on a fun movie or really upbeat music and work on my ads and be productive while feeling nice and cozy. So if you're struggling to get into your ads dashboards or struggling to do the marketing Find ways to make it fun and relaxing. Maybe that means you get yourself a little candy treat to eat while you do it. Maybe it means that you call up an author friend and once a week you hang out on Zoom doing some of the tedious work that needs to happen for marketing, but you're doing it with a friend so it doesn't feel so tedious. So hopefully those give you some ideas of how to take your marketing to the next step. Don't forget we have courses that will also help you get to that next level at courses.ilandterry.com and we'll talk... Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.